0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Good morning, you are listening to Nabwick, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show. Founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry, Nabwick is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members.
2: Good morning. This is Ursula Odom, your host for Navwick Talks, and today we're going to be talking about the Congressional Black Caucus with our founder, Anne McNeil and Katina McClinton, and it is going to be a wonderful conversation. I just know it, because all of the historic things that happened last night. So, you know that Ms. Ann is the president and owner of MCO Construction and Services Incorporated, MCO Constructing, Consulting Incorporated, and Constructively Speaking Incorporated. Additionally, she is the founder of the International Mastermind Association and the National Association of Black Women in Construction. As a life coach, Ms. McNeil speaks nationally, speaking Work-life balance principles that stem from the mastermind concept, which she learned from Napoleon Hill, Thinking Real Rich. She has been featured in Black Enterprise magazine and USA Today. She's also she's also appeared on ABC World News. She is married to Daniel McNeil. They have two daughters, Danielle and Alana. McNeil, and one grandson, oh, my goodness, um, Ms. Ann, you're going to have to pronounce his name because I know I'm going to mess that up, and a granddaughter. So you tell us your, grand, your grandchildren's name, that's how you can start. Um, Katina is the CEO of Fresh Start Development, and she has over 50 years of combined experience with her partner. Uh, flipping over 200 investor properties and completing over 500 re- residential and commercial projects. She's also the host of Navwit Talks, Politically Speaking, and I am your host Ursula Odom, and I am the CEO of Sula Two. We make old, new, and everything we do bring your story to life, from corporate to individual to family history. That's what we talk about. And today, people are making history right around us as a part of our lives today. We get to live it. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, Um, the Congressional Black Caucus. Now, before we actually begin, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what that is. It was started in 1971 by 13 founding members. And believe it or not, Shirley Chisholm was one, John Conyers was one, Ron Dellums, Walter Fonteroy, Ralph Metcalfe, and some other people that you, names that you you hear from history, legends. And what their goals are is to positively influence the, the cause of events and per, okay excuse me the caucus describes its goals as positively influencing the course of events pertinent to African Americans and others of similar experience and situation and achieving greater equality equity for persons of African American descent and the design and consent of content of Domestic and International Programs and Services Now today we're going to talk about what it is today So welcome Ms. Ann and Katina
3: Good morning
0: Yes, and we're excited to be a part of the show In anticipation for what's going to happen As we prepare for the Congressional Black Caucus It's very exciting And thank you so much for being on
2: the show. So, first of all, Katina, um, being from Florida, how do you feel this morning?
3: I am so proud that we are hopefully headed to our first black governor. Not only being a black governor, uh, just being to know, to share, and to do what you say you're going to do as a governor. I feel that he has the power to do all those things. I had a personal conversation with him back last year where he shared some of his ideas with me to move uh, Florida forward. So I'm very excited to see him in a democratic race for our first black governor. So my
2: question to you, Katina, being that you are politically active and politically aware of the the landscape. How did you see this play out on a local basis? And then how do you see that affecting what's about to happen as far as um, the the trip that the the team is taking? How how does all of this connect?
3: Well, it connects for me on a personal level. It connects me on a, a personal level to have, um, it, we're going to the Congressional Black Caucus to see, many of the candidates that I did choose to want to win their races and um, you know everything's connecting and we were able to move forward with people that are going to be in the races and when they win their race they're going to actually do what's needed for Florida
2: so you got a chance to ask them questions and get the answers and you were satisfied with their answers and now you celebrate their wins is that what I'm hearing
3: Yes, um, even though the race is not over for uh, the governor, I just feel so confident that he will um, prevail in this race.
2: Okay, um, Ms. Ann, now what's your take on what's happening nationwide and locally for us here in Florida?
0: My take is the fact that, like, (laughs) like members of the ABC associated with the contractor says that if we're in business and we're not in politics, we are really not in business. So regardless of which side of the aisle we're on, we must remember the fact that we're in business. And then to be a black business owner, and on top of that to be a black woman-owned business owner, I think that it's a win-win for all of us as long as we stay involved at all levels of politics, our city, county, state, school board, and especially our national races. Because if we're not clear about what we want as individuals, as owners, as association members of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, then we're not going to be successful at any one of those levels. So I think that it's very important to be clear and to request and then eventually demand that which we desire. So those are, <laughs> those are my thoughts. And when lose, are draw, we need to just make sure we continue to be vigilant.
2: So my question to you is that is this a party line type of um, process that we're involved
0: with? Is it one party versus another? Honestly, I think it's, for me it's more about human rights, if you will, in terms of the party because, you know, if you go back to the beginning of the party, blacks were more involved with the Republican Party uh, as well as now the Democratic Party, and then there are a lot of blacks who are independents. But again, if we're not clear about what we want and are able to be on both sides of the aisle and demanding what we feel we desire and we expect, what is really a win? And I think that it's very important that we're very mindful that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Democrat. I am actively involved in both sides of the aisle for my business and for this association. And oftentimes if I find myself losing sight of that, I am often reminded when I check my bank balance, if you will. And so that's why I like to encourage all of us to be mindful that we're business owners, and sometimes we can be so far to one side or the other that we tend to forget, you see. So we had a black president. Mm -hmm. Did we know what we want when we had a black president? I pray we have a black governor. Mm -hmm. What's our ask? You see, we are involved with our local politics, and that is where the rubber meets the road because it's the local politics more so than the state and the national politics that impacts our daily lives. And later on during the show, uh, I'm going to suggest that maybe we should have a different show about another subject that's very dear to me, Is going on in in Palm Beach County relative to local politics and the impact that that could have on us nationally. Uh, And I'm going to hold that right there because I don't want to go too far because I will talk the entire show about that subject. So I think that that subject would warrant its own show by itself. Okay. There's something you said
2: that I'd like to to focus on. When you talked about we had a a black president and – Did we get what we want? The question that comes to mind is did we have uh, realistic expectations and did we know what we wanted? So could you give us some concrete ideas of the kinds of things that could be expected from a local person, from a a state or or national person, or from from even the president when it comes to politically um, positioning ourselves relative
0: to our businesses? Well, I think that when when President Obama was in the office, it was very important for each of us locally, state, and nationally to be clear about our ask. So, for example, on a national level, the, you know, the different appointments that a president could make and different national laws that a president could impact. But then again, you know, um, when you think about the pushback that he received when he was in office, from both sides, from blacks and whites, from Republicans and Democrats. The question then becomes for us on a a local level, what is it that we want and what value do we add in terms of being involved nationally? And that's one of the reasons why this particular show is so very important because we need to be aware on a national level about national initiatives that will impact us locally. Obamacare, for example, oh. that's a national initiative that impacts our small businesses on a local level. When you think about the small business programs and what's happening with the SBA, that's a national initiative, but it impacts us locally. So when we go to Washington, D.C., and we get involved with the Congressional Black Caucus week, which is September um, for us this year, it's going to be September the second. Excuse me, September the twelfth. Thank you, Carolyn Kennedy. It's going to be September the twelfth through um, the end of that week. Now, uh, the sixteenth. Now, but for us to be clear about the relationships, and that to me is why I've gone for over twenty years, for us to be clear about the relationships that we need to build on a national level with the different procurement directors, the different department areas at a federal level that allow us then to come back home and work on those projects locally. So, again, local politics is where the rubber meets the road for all of us. But We need to be actively involved with our national politics and politicians because oftentimes we don't know, and Deborah Thompson, our past president, needs to say this to us all the time, it's very important that we each know who's our senator, who's our representative, who's our congressperson. Go visit them. And you know, even if you don't go to Washington, they have district offices. Are you involved with that district office at a local level? I think of one of our members, Valerie Mundy, and she's very involved at all levels of politics in her city and in, in her county, in Orange County and Orlando. And we have a number of, of our um, members like Katina, who's on the show with us today, that's very involved in getting more involved, but also not just getting involved for ourselves individually, but also ensuring that our organization and our members are aware of what's happening and have a voice.
2: Well, you know, as you were explaining that, one thing came to mind, and I actually attempted to Google it, but I didn't come up with anything. But um, it would be nice to see... A list of, and I know this is going to sound elementary, but I'm speaking from the point that that is what a lot of people need to start with, the the basics. What does a, for instance, what does a mayor get to decide? If it was not just a whole lot of uh, words, but just a list, a mayor decides this, a senator decides this, or gets a vote on that. Um, if if someone knows of a place where we can see just an elementary list of the kinds of things that people people um, can decide on, it's almost like a civic lesson, I guess. But um, that's something I think the average person probably can revisit as an adult now. Like once we are interested, now I want to know what do, what do they get to to
0: actually decide. Well. Uh, we have with us on the show sitting next to me is Miss Carolyn Kennedy, and she's sharing that civics class is where that's taught in school, or it used to be taught in school. We're not sure if it's still taught in school, but, but that is very important. And i tell you something else that works very well. Oftentimes at a local level, if you go to your local um, meetings, whether they're the city or county meetings, or even go to your state uh, state legislature and just sit in on some of those meetings and begin to actually live it. Um, you know, if you're passionate about seeing a particular bill passed, I know locally we wanted a prompt payment bill passed. Uh, NABWIC took that initiative on politically. And it took us about four or five years of going to Tallahassee and just just getting the support and making changes that would, Uh, Allow certain um, legislators to to render their vote, and we eventually got it passed on one side of the House but not on the other. But just that educational process was phenomenal. And I'd also like to encourage, you know, women's uh, uh, voters' organizations and other political business associations like chambers, uh, like construction organizations, and many of those organizations have... Legislative, legislative agendas that will help us mm-hmm. to better understand uh, civics, if you will, on a city, county, state, and a national level in terms of what they can and cannot do. But the bottom line is get involved.
2: He involved it. And I'm glad you mentioned uh, agenda because that came to mind that the last time I went to a uh, congressional um the was meeting here in the Tampa Bay area. That they had this huge agenda. That you could see what was coming up. So in that particular case, I went because I was being honored. But if you're monitoring it, then you would know what's coming up and what you um, need to why you need to be at any particular meeting. But my, my question is I wonder now how far in advance those agendas are put out there because if you're just finding out about something um, a week in advance, how, how quickly can you strategize to meet the needs of, of what's being decided on? So what are some of the kinds of things that would position us to be ready
0: Well, I will. I'll yield to Katina and uh, have her share. But I, of course, have some thoughts for uh, Katina. If you want to share, please.
3: Hi. Okay. Um. I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? Well. I, we were talking
2: about the fact that there are agendas for for the various um political meetings that take place in our city and county and state and what have you and nationally, and that they they tell you what they're going to talk about, but my comment basically was is that the last time I saw one, I was being honored, and I just looked at the agenda and went, "Oh oh, that's interesting, you know because I wasn't looking at it in advance, but for someone who's monitoring monitoring the agendas, Um, how far in advance are they available to your knowledge, and how do you begin to be ready to address things that you know that they are going to be talking about? Because I would assume that there's a lot of um, back talk or behind the scenes talk about certain things. Yes,
3: there there, definitely is. And one one way that you can be ready is a, it's a website that you can sign up on for the different bills and things that that are going on that's going to be coming up, and that will come directly to you if you sign up. And you can read the bill, see what's going on, and uh, possibly give dialogue or show up to the meetings that are held before that bill is um, actually passed. So that's how you can be engaged. So once and you're that's involved, each mhm, once you're involved, you can evolve into the different um uh, areas that you want to um have those bills or anything that you want to dialogue about so katina what's
2: what's an example of the most positive things that have come out of your engagement
3: thing that's come out of my engagement. As being involved in politics is seeing the different area. Well, we're seeing the different things that's happening. For as far as um, construction, we're slowly getting in the lineup for the bid. Not it hasn't been a big improvement, but we're slowly moving there. And um, with the help of other. Construction companies, the bigger construction companies, they're they're involving us. Uh, for once, they're 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 getting us involved, and we have to also make that effort to be involved as well. But it's slowly getting there, and I think that it will become better um, in the future.
2: Now, um, I just recall the conversation that I had just this last evening. No, it was the night before last. Um, We were talking about politics and how, when I was at, um, as a manager of a large uh, organization and a large corporation, I had seven supervisors that reported to me. And based on what they wanted to get done, they knew which one of the supervisors needed the, the particular issue because they knew who had the credibility um, to speak to me about a given issue. If it was a people person type of issue or a humanities type issue, then they sent Kim, meaning the social things. And if they, if it was something having to do with um, debating or challenging another department because they were infringing on our area, they knew that it was Linda that needed to talk to me. So my, my question is, are we... Um, positioning ourselves to understand who we are so that we know who to send to talk about a given issue?
3: That's a good question. We uh, definitely need to position ourselves to send the the forefront person to talk to the person that needs to, to handle it. And I think that's Ms. Ann. She is the one that's going to get the job done, Um as far as because she's been in the, she's been in this area for over forty years, what better person to go talk about the issues than her? All right. But we also so we yeah. also need to position ourselves so we can pass she can pass it on along to us, and we'll be be able to know what to say and what to do and how to do it moving forward.
2: And I have to admit that's one of the things that I'm really excited about this particular show, because um having Miss Ann and mm-hmm. you on and talking about these things, I'm finding that I'm far more excited than I thought I would be. you know i'm not I have not been as politically active as I would have liked to have been, even though there have been times when I really was. Um, but you're you're sparking that interest all over again. I voted every single election that I was able to vote in, so I'm active in that respect. But out there in the forefront, no, I haven't done that. But you just knowing that you're doing the things that you're doing and when you say what you said about Miss Ann, that's exciting. To have her here able to talk to us, coach us, um, share her wisdom, and and live and up front. You know, that's kinda of cool. So thank
0: you, Miss Ann. <laughs> you. Yeah. Back to to the question and thank you both for that comment, but glory be to God for all of that. But I, I think in addition to what she's sharing, if you have an issue or a concern or an item, and I know we're getting ready to go to commercial break, but I just want to share this it is really very important that you look at who's the chair of that committee. And depending upon who's the chair of that committee, that then is where that item would fall in terms of who would review it first. And then it then begins to move through the process before there is eventually a vote. So I think that this is a subject that warrants continuous conversation. And even though this, today's show is NABWIC Talks and we do have a show uh, that's scheduled for um, NABWIC Politically Speaking, um, this, is, this is NABWIC Politically Speaking because, again, if we're not clear about the impact that the laws have, then we're not clear about the impact that we can have on the laws. You see, it goes both ways. The laws impact us, but we can also impact the laws, especially if we are proactive and we get ahead of things that appear to be coming. We don't have to just idly sit by and wait for them to happen to us. We can happen to them. So I know that time is well spent, Ursula, and we are going to go to one of our commercial breaks. I know you're just ready for that
1: Four five nine three nine one eight, and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash n-a-b-w-i-c thank you and we're back
2: welcome back to network talks and today we are talking about the congressional black caucus with Ann mcneil and katina mcclinton so um one of the things that we were talking about is having an impact on the government um, because they have an impact on us. I love that. I may have paraphrased it, but I love the the whole idea and the recognition that just as they impact our lives, if we're prepared for them, we can impact the whole scenario. Um, now, we are coming to an end of the show, but before we close it out, I'd like to ask each of you what kinds of things you would like to share that we haven't talked about. Because sometimes well, you don't know uh, what to ask because you don't have that experience. So,
3: sure. <laughs> well, for me, um, the power in voting, if you don't know what you're voting about, how could you vote? Uh, learn, read about voting, go and sign up to vote. So uh, everybody complains about, oh, we didn't get this person in. I voted, but we didn't get him in. It, it, you have to be educated on why you're voting, who you're voting for, and the reason you need to vote because it if you start with the local, everything moves up and it shifts up to the federal, to the government level, and it starts at the local level. If you vote here at home, we can get, get things moving here in your local area, please just get out and vote. Uh, if you're not registered to vote, please do so. That's what I have to share. I just want everybody to have a voice, and voting is a, is a voice.
2: Oh, thank you. And
3: Miss Ann. Well, i
0: <laughs> laughing because I, I ditto everything that Katina is saying, but I, I keep going back to the fact that if we're not clear about what it is we want, then how then do we express to the politicians what we need them to do, the actions we need them to take? And oftentimes we go along to get along, listen to what other people say they believe is right for us. But is it really? How does it impact your family? How does it impact your health? How does it impact your finances? How does it impact your business? What about your community? What about your future? And there's so many different laws that impact us that we can have a voice in too. but I really do believe it comes back down to the fact that we must each take political responsibility for our own voice, as Katina just talked about. We have the voice. When NABWIC was formed, the National Association for Black Women in Construction, we self-appointed ourselves as the voice for black women in construction. Well, as that voice, what do we want to say? <laughs> you know, and that 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 says a lot because each one of us come from a city and a county that we can use that voice. And I like to challenge every one of us and even our listeners in the future and currently, how often have you gone to your county or city commission or school board commission and stood up at that microphone and let your voice be heard, even if you just stand up and say, you know what, we appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for passing that bill. Thank you for passing that law. And begin to watch the power that your organization has as you continue to do that over and over and over and over again. Because eventually what happens is that people will seek your opinion before they do certain things because they want your voice to either support or to advocate against something that's appearing to be passed. So we have the power. We are self-empowering ourselves. But what is power if we don't use it? So my children uh, kid me, and they say, Mommy, I think you're reading too much Frederick Douglass. You're just reading too much about the Total Truth and Harriet Tubman and all of these people, and they're absolutely right. I set a goal for myself years ago to begin to learn my own black history. And even as recent as today, I invest a few minutes every single day Either at night before I retire, <clears throat> excuse me, or when I rise in the morning, to just read about whether it's Booker T or, you know, like right now I'm reading Souls of Black Folks, you know, and uh, picturing Frederick Douglass and the Black Women from the Civil Rights. A lot of these books help to inspire me and help to encourage me in my everyday walk just for the mere fact of being black. We don't have the benefit. Uh, as black American, American blacks, we don't really have the benefit or take advantage of who we are and whose we are like many other blacks that come to America, whether they're from the islands or from Africa or anywhere else. They automatically come knowing who they are. They automatically come controlling their politics. They already come understanding that they are the voice for their people. We, as American blacks, tend to look to others to be our voice. Well, you know what? If we don't know our history, we tend to repeat it. And so uh, one of the books that I'm reading, that I just finished reading, of, uh, one of the messages that Frederick Douglass did on Haiti, and, and my attitude about Haiti before I read that, and it took me literally a month to finish reading it, literally took me a month. But so my attitude on Haiti after reading that has gone up tremendously in terms of how he expressed Haiti as being the number one, if you will, in the country, if you will, in terms of blacks and how everything that many of us are are aspiring are experiencing, even many blacks in the island come from Haiti taking a stand. I mean, I get excited just even repeating it right now. And so, again, what commitment are we deciding to make to understand who we are and where we're from? You know, we were brought here as slaves, and, and I'm feeling sometimes, especially, you know, in Palm Beach County, I'm still like, I feel like I'm still being treated like a slave. But, again, that's another show for another day. Okay, and so I think you can tell from the energy that's going up in my spirit right now that I'm very excited about this subject, and I can do a show all by myself just on this subject. So I'm going to turn this show back over to you, um, Madam Post and Katina, because <laughs> well, I'm getting fired up right now, and we need to start wrap up this show. <laughs> okay, I,
2: I, uh, in, just a, in just a moment, because you just firing me up, too. I just created a legacy wall for Booker T Washington Elementary School here in the Tampa Bay area and at the top I have four historical characters no, actually it's five that impact or were associated with his life and and what I love about it is that at that time they impacted each other's lives and then they went on to do some incredible things as it relates to the country. So Booker T. Washington was inspired by Frederick Douglass. He hired um, Carver, George Washington Carver. He inspired or motivated Mary McLeod Bethune. And he was challenged by W.E.D. Du Bois. And all of those people had such a tremendous impact on our lives. But more importantly, they affected each other's lives. And so that's how I see when you have a collaboration like you and Katina and, and the rest of the organization, how we're impacting each other's lives and what impact that's going to have later on in life. And so, or for for the country at large, we have no idea the how far reaching that could ultimately be because of just talking to each other. And 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 then when I add to this my comment about um, how I feel, I, I about the impact that we have is that I got a chance to to sit across the table from people that were running for office here locally. And in hearing you all talk, I realized the impact of that conversation is that I heard from their mouths what they believed in. I listened. I engaged with them and then even challenge one on something he said and immediately heard him change that um, narrative. He used the word that I I said, you use that word, and I don't understand anything else you say because I won't hear it because all I heard was that word. And he pulled it out of his conversation. So now that a couple of them have won, I can go back to that conversation and say, you said to me that you were going to do this, this, and this, so I'm here to ask, how have you made good on your word? That is a powerful feeling, and the acknowledgement that 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 exists is inspired by this conversation. So thank you both very much for being my guest today and um being the leaders that you are, and we will have another conversation. <laughs> Okay, so with that, we're going to call it a day, and we want you to come back next Wednesday, 8.30 in the morning. Tell somebody about it. Join us live because we want to hear what your questions are. And this is a NABWIC benefit. And before I actually sign off, Miss Ann, would you tell everyone about what NABWIC is doing as far as the, the trip that, the, that you're taking and the benefit of that? And
0: I can't close without doing that. Well, <laughs> yes, we are taking a contingency to the Congressional Black Caucus. Um, NABWIC is Republican, black Republicans, and black Democrats will be convening in Washington, D.C. at the Congressional Black Caucus. And we will be hosting a meeting at the Embassy Suites on 9th and 10th on that Wednesday, which is the 12th. Uh, That starts at about 6 o'clock in the evening. On that Thursday, we will be at the opening session at the caucus when they open up registration uh, for those who are interested uh, is free to participate in the exhibit and then you can pick and choose which level of registration you want to register for um, different activities for the entire week. Thursday night we're hosting our annual Congressional Black caucus reception at the city Club of Washington that's on thirteenth and uh, all of this information is on Eventbrite, so if you're listening to this show uh, and you're interested in participating in us, just register. You can do that on Eventbrite, or you can Google the event. And then on Friday, we will be back at the Congressional Black Caucus um, uh, Convention Center. And then on uh, Saturday, uh, our members will continue to be participating in the caucus activities but many of us will also uh, be attending uh, or participating in a tour that will take place, uh, and thanks to Carolyn Kennedy and uh, some other people that have, uh, that have helped with that, uh, but we will be taking a tour of the African American Museum in Washington, D.C. Uh, my number is 786 0184, and we're expecting to bring 50 people with us, whether they're members or not, because I strongly believe, and Katina can attest to this, that when you have a larger vision of what's possible as uh, blacks, regardless of where you're from in the world, by participating in the Congressional Black Caucus, when you get to see two convention centers full Every room has some kind of activity in it, sessions that are being held, over 100,000 people from all over the world convening in one place at one time uh, of African descent. It is just phenomenal. Every single sector, whether it's religious, education, political, healthcare, everybody is there talking about uh, the larger vision of what's possible in their particular industry or area. Families, I mean, the youth, college students, uh, career fairs, all of those things are going on at the same time. And it is just a phenomenal experience. This is our 10th year going, and every year we intend to take more and more and more people from our cities and our counties and our state. And the whole goal really is to help us to see, um, see the larger vision, in in construction and the impact that we can have when we collectively bring our voices together. So it's very powerful. Thank you. With that,
2: see you next week.